Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Fightful.com here with a name you know. Because you've seen him on Fightful three times this year. Three times? I got to interview you zero times in 2019. I interviewed you zero times in 2018. And now I'm getting the three in EC3. It happened. That's that's interesting considering we've been close for at least, I mean, we've talked for many years. And, oh, I guess because I had a job that didn't let me interview with you. And then I did one interview kind of off the radar. And then I was fired during a pandemic. And I've been able to now do two more interviews, this being the third I feel like we should specify. I don't believe the two are connected. I don't think that WWE looked and said, you know what? He spoke with Sean Ross Sapp. Let's fire him. No, I don't think so at all. They gave me Kofi Kingston in the interim. So, and Dana Brooke did one without asking them to. So, and she's still there. No, there was kind of an agreement. We couldn't do it because we were trying to promote a charity event. That would have been a third party, which obviously would not have flown in this day and age, but that's okay. So whatever. So you got a lot. This will be our best one. You got a lot going on. Uh, Jay Briscoe, Ring of Honor, Final Battle. You're you're doing a lot of different stuff. You're there. There's a lot of content, EC3 content out there. Content. I was checking out freeec3.com. I saw some of that. I saw the extended uh, cut of the narrative. Yes. How how does this come about? And I'm really interested in your take on this because there are some people who don't like to sort of explain how the sauce is made. Then you run into a guy like like John Moxley, like he'll tell you exactly what he was going for thirty seconds after whatever he just did ended. And he's like, sure hope it worked. But there are other people that right. don't that don't operate like that. Well, what do you think I do? Do I show you how the sauce is made or am I kind of uh I'm kinda of like like I, I understand both theories and I apply both theories uh because i do believe you don't want to know how the sausage is made it takes you out of it uh being oh shit <laughs> Be... <laughs> Tell, telling everything like immediately after i think ruins the illusion sure. and maybe the fans suspension of disbelief but at the same time People do want to know from the artist's perspective, the performer's perspective, what they were attempting to do, what they were going for. And then the people that do seek that out, usually are going to seek it out regardless. And you could talk to them specifically. So maybe that's what John would do or I would do. I think there's creative ways to do both. So 
really terrible answer I just gave you. Well, we're seeing like things from you that we didn't, we haven't got to see from you since you emerged on at least the national or global wrestling scene. Like this is a completely different, different you. And I think it would have been very easy for you to do the same exact thing. Well, I mean, I don't even know that you were doing it the last two years, not on, on raw or anything like that, but there, there was still very clearly an audience for what you had done before, but you were like, I'm going to do something completely different. Yes, definitely. I think with the change in the world and the change in entertainment as a whole and the change in my life, I thought it was time to bring to the forefront exactly what I do as a performer and an artist, because why not? Um, That's controlling your narrative. That's telling your story, being able to uh, portray your art as close to your real life as possible. So I think it's a unique thing. It's a different thing. And uh, I had the opportunity to do it. And I kind of went full tilt with it. So ever since this started, uh, I don't know, my greatest fear was uh, being in in the long list of line of people that uh, fans perhaps think, oh, he didn't get pushed. He didn't get a shot. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. That's fine, whether here nor there. But at the same time, I didn't want to be somebody that was seen as he didn't do anything or try or put himself out there to at least succeed. Whether he did or not, doesn't matter. The fact that he put the effort in, he did the work. It's the man in the arena from Teddy Roosevelt, basically. It's not the credit who counts. It's the man who does the work in the arena. The one who dares greatly, whether he fails, whether he succeeds, at least he tried. So I live by that motto. Uh, from there, you know, it was just an opportunity to create something different. <clears throat> One thing about being with WWE that I wasn't able to do and I never felt was going to come was the chance to tell my story. So my real story, my real thoughts, angst, pains, dramas, intricacies, personality. Why not bring it forth through the medium that I love? And there, there's so many things in wrestling. Like, for, for example, last night sure. on Raw... Matt Riddle's walking around with donuts and people are asking me, oh, are they supposed to be laced with THC? And I said, no, because if they were on WWE Raw, they'd beat you over the fucking head with it. Like They would mention, oh, what's in those donuts type of thing right. over and over yeah. again. With what you're doing, and this this was not a, an intent to shit on WWE, but with what you're doing, there's, a, there's enough, there's an, an ambiguous nature to it to where I'm like, is that what he was meaning? Is this what he was meaning? Is this what he was intending? Like, a lot of the stuff with Moose, I'm like, okay, is he trying to take Moose back to the Moose that we came to know? That everybody said, future ROH champion. That when he came into Impact, we were like, future Impact champion, star of the company. And Or are were you legitimately trying to destroy Moose? Like, there was enough of an ambiguous like type of thing there to where I was like, where is this going? Is Is that something you want, or do you want like a defined point i like ambiguity and i like the fan to make a decision why do i love the movie american psycho so much because at the end of it you don't know if it was real or if it was all in his head things like uh spoiler alert yeah oh mm. (laughs) leaving trails of breadcrumbs using symbology easter eggs throwing back i think it's fun for fans to see but at the same time not everyone's going to see it so you have to be able to tell a simple story 
with it a very intricate story, perhaps. Uh, the thing with Moose was very real to me. I only went back to Impact specifically for that angle because specifically when I was creating content, shooting things within my narrative, uh, Moose came in and wanted to do a promo against my infamous gray wall. So we brought him in and uh, it was when it was announced that somebody was coming back, a former world champion to Impact, which may or may not have been me at that time. I actually don't think I've agreed to it at that time. Uh, but he came in doing the promo and he dropped a few names and he's been a close friend of mine for a very long time. And I've always seen his potential, like you mentioned. But uh, when he's doing the promo, it was very standard wrestling promo. And I kind of, I'm just like, whatever, same shit, okay. But then when he started talking about me, he went to like a different level and he was real. And he was who I always thought he would be, who I thought he could be. And then like, I was playing on my phone and I went, okay. And I was listening and seeing him do that promo. I'm like, I know I can bring it out of myself. I'm proving that now within this 90 day window to kind of create a new identity and take to whatever companies I go to and also create my own thing on the side. But uh, I wanted to try that with somebody else as well. So he was, whether the uh, honorary recipient or the victim of it, time will tell, but I definitely went to impact to prepare him to become who I think he should be, if that makes sense. Sure. He should be a world champion. There's nobody in this industry I'd rather fight for real less than him. And as he pummeled me viciously multiple times, I remember sitting there going, I, yeah, I would not, I do not want to fight you. Holy shit. So I think in the world of wrestling, guys that are true threats physically are lacking. And he's definitely one of them. It could be very much somebody special and carry a company based on that physicality he could bring. Is so, that why you did I do my me job? to get into wrestling? No. <laughs> I took third place at a regional submission wrestling tournament, EC3. Hey, cool. I, you also did wrestling training, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I, I think did. you sent me a picture of you doing an arm drag once. Yeah, it was just so I could be better at this, though, and I could make jokes like this without feeling so bad for myself. But well, I, that's what I, I respect the hell out of that because you've, whether you had aspirations to do it full time, or you just wanted to learn that aspect of it so you can better report on it and tell our stories, and have a bit of legitimacy behind what you're saying. I respect that because I think that's necessary. You know the aches and pains, even if they were brief, that someone might be going through. Someone might have a subpar match or a subpar performance, but it's dealing with a sprained ankle or a torn meniscus or whatever the hell else people have injuries or psychologically they're not in the right place. They had a fight with their girl. Uh, things aren't going right at home and those add into your performance. So you can, by living through it, you can better understand it that maybe not everything is what it is on the surface or portrayed on television. That was always the goal. I just wanted to be able to, relate a little bit better I, f I would have felt weird not having the experience but then going and talking about it but we we saw the moose program unfold did that unfold how you wanted it to like did was the end product like what you had in mind because from what i understand there it happened multiple times or there there were 
some starts and stops there with the filming. Uh, starts and stops how? Like, weren't didn't Impact film it and you guys were supposed to film it on your own? Like, how did that work? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> did it go how I originally planned me and myself? No, but I don't expect it to because at that point I'm working for a company. Uh, control your narrative. I control mine. They control theirs. Josh Matthews said you didn't work there. (laughs) Having said that, uh, was I happy with it? Extremely happy. I thought there was a great story arc. I think the only holdups to it was getting from point A to point B with so much time in between to not do so much physicality that maybe there's a little bit of redundancy, but unnecessary evil to save the sanctity for where we were going at Bound for Glory. Uh, The original plan was, and this is why the narrative extended, available on my website, www.freeec3.com, has uh, what I filmed with Moose prior to my return to Impact, because prior to my return to Impact, part of my conditions were I'd like to use him in my thing that I would like to build on the side going forward, and I will do this with him, and we will culminate at Bound for Glory, but it's somewhere in between that they decided they wanted to do a cinematic match for Bound for Glory, and that's fine. Kind of leaving what we shot on the ground floor on the table, just sitting there. Uh, I was very happy with how we did the match. I thought the match told a great story. I thought uh, it put Moose in the position. I think the, the last shot of him sitting on the ring apron with that look in his eyes made him now I've done everything I could for him. Let's see where he takes it. But uh, originally my intention was for halfway through this angle for him to come looking for me, come to my narrative. We have a fight. It's not a win or a loss fight, but it's a fight that therefore he learns more about himself within it. We go to bound for glory in a normal match. And then he becomes who he's supposed to be. He's victorious. He conquers the challenge. EC3, the character, can go die on his sword, having destroyed his past by allowing himself to be destroyed by whom he deems the person that can control the future of the company, so to speak. So it didn't happen that way. Still very happy with how it came out. And then uh, I'm sitting there with that match with Moose, and I thought it was his best performance, the one I had with him in the extended narrative that it just seemed like an opportunity. Throw it out there, see what happens. It's cool. Uh, the team of uh, Manny Rivera, my cinematographer, and JC, the uh, director, really put a lot of effort into editing that together into some whole extended package. And it's sort of a demo to hopefully maybe take what we create and bring it to a different light on a different forum. It's a demo. Take a look at it. It's cool. It's got relevant stories to the world. It has sweet music. It has good sound. Uh, it was a four or five man operation, so it's very. Is is that part uh, of the appeal? Wholesome. Like that that it is close knit too? Because I think I think there is like when I think of that, I'm like, man, that's what I like. Something that's put together by very few people because you know that. There's the creative vision is tight knit as well. And I mean, 
not not that it's going for charm, but always when I'm about to watch something, if I know it's put together by a small group of people, I'm I'm like I'm sort of rooting to enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like I want yeah. I, I'm how it's hard to put it into words, but there is sort of a, a groundswell and and like that grassroots type of feel to something like that, even though it's produced at, a, at an incredibly high quality. Yeah, it was very much exactly how you said. Very few people involved. Very much a singular vision shared by a handful of people. Uh, just creating something. Why not have fun? Tell a story. Try something different. I think wrestling has fallen into the wayside where people aren't trying different things, whether they fail, whether they succeed, whether they're cool, whether they suck. And I've even told you, Hey, will you look at this? And I want an honest feedback. You're like, I can't to my journalistic integrity say, I like something if I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And I say, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. Please tell me. So, and as we go forward with that, I appreciate that opinion. So the, the impact run happened. So it, it seems like, based on what you told me, the plan wasn't always to do a cinematic match, but then pretty early on, I guess, it became that? Yeah, about halfway through. So when... when someone had someone wanted to do it, and then that's cool. They also provided me the form when I released the initial version of the narrative, which was kind of my demo of 90 days of creating something on my own. I knew I would never have... I, it's as simple as I would never have the establish myself as a character get over match because wherever I went to work I would already be kind of known so I kind of needed to do it myself this is how this character acts this is how this character fights this is how this their move set so to speak yeah. and then uh culminate this is the theme song I want to use this is how I want the entrance to look this is all things I want it to be whether it becomes that or not elsewhere to be determined but this was my vision um yeah, but about halfway through, they kind of wanted to try cinematic match. So I I am very good at uh, audible and calling stuff on the fly. So I brought up the Josh Matthews call because I absolutely hated it. And uh, I thought it was <laughs> You're I, allowed to hate it. I, I thought it was terrible. I really did. I thought it was terrible. And I don't know Josh personally, but I thought it was terrible. But I think a lot of people legitimately thought that you had a contract and you were like there and you specified not just to me publicly. I really don't have a contract. I don't have a yes. contract. And I can't tell you the number of tweets I got that were like, yeah, sure, buddy. Sure. Well, it's, it's evident you don't. And then not only yeah, – I'm, I'm talking to people at the tapings. They're like, oh, no, he's not even here. He's not at the tapings uh, following that show. So was there ever a talk of that, or did you know pretty well from the beginning this is going to be short term? And did they, did they try to sign you? Yes, and we're still talking. I think uh, come the new year, when I free myself up, there's talks to be had elsewhere, and they definitely want to do long term. I just I'm not ready to do anything long term until I know who I am and what I'm doing, and then kind the thing the with point, Wendy right? or something. What's yeah? Kind of point. Like I have a lot of myself to figure out before I jump into something and become. I don't know, like everybody else. If I have that freedom, I can do it now. I'm going to take it and develop something, I guess. And then the opportunity with Ring of Honor came along and it's a 
company I've always had a love and respect for that I never had the opportunity to work for. Now I am telling another fantastic story with another talent I highly respect. One of my favorite wrestlers of all time, Jay Briscoe. Uh, I do want to see what this takes us and where we go with this. And I've thoroughly enjoyed everything we've done since they've sort of relaunched within the pandemic and the restrictions that are put upon them. I think their shows have been excellent. So I like to keep myself open, brother. Yeah, and that was. Were you surprised that so many companies were willing to work on on short term deals? Because I I know that I would like talk to Shane Helms, and he said that when he was in Impact, they were always like, "Got to have a contract. Pe- person's got to have a contract if they're here." But we're in a wildly different time than than right. just a few years ago. I was uh, pleased and happy. Both companies were very respectful of that opinion and willing to allow me to do both. Uh, I understand that future something will have to give because if I'm a company, I'm not going to invest in somebody if they're not there for the long term. So I see it both ways and I respect both ways. And uh, that time will come probably soon. But for now, as the world is insane and crazy in 2020, whatever, uh, they were open to it. And I think it's worked out creatively for me and uh, personally as well. The thing I like about Ring of Honor and you being there is immediately there were, there were situations that I had not even fathomed you in as someone who, who enjoys your work professionally. Like I see you on screen with Shane Taylor and, and the Briscoes and I'm like, Oh Jesus Christ. I had that hadn't even entered my brain waves. And Shane Taylor yeah. is, is a guy who I've championed for a long time. think he's really underrated. The Briscoes, one of the best teams of our generation. Ever. Yeah. For sure. I, I agree. I, there, and that's what? You mentioned three names, and there's at least 23. That <laughs> could be interesting matchups. Yes. And so many fresh perspectives and different things and so many different stories to tell on so many different fronts especially with people I've never interacted with before, not only professionally, but even personally. And I think I do some of my best work when it's with somebody I don't know personally, but respect professionally. So like a Briscoe, perhaps. I mean, we met probably once in 2012 or 13, but I've always been very endeared by their work. I think uh, their loyalty to Ring of Honor is very... uh, tremendous i don't know is that the right word yeah Eh. but their work like their loyalty means a lot to me and their ability to uh as much as wrestling goes into this social media talking about yourself or breaking that fourth wall and all that we've talked about and how people just put themselves out there so much they're very much we love to wrestle and we love what we do at home we have a family we're we are who we are they're very real and Realism to me is important, I think, from a storytelling perspective, because realism fans can resonate with, and realism brings about emotions and moments. Uh, just just last week, as we're filming this, we saw Impact doing a bit of a crossover with, with AEW. We got Don Callis popping up there, Kenny Omega popping up this week on Impact. Did that surprise you? Because for a long time, we'll call it, especially the post-Samoa Joe era, 
he had contracts or, or he, he was working two or three different places. And WWE was like, yeah. oh, sure, okay. Then he pops up on ROH and they're like, nope, contract now. And they, they don't do a lot of that. We're seeing other companies do that a lot more and really lean on each other. Does that surprise you? At this point, no, I don't see why not. Like, uh, with what I'm building, with the narrative, with what is taking place, companies like AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact, MLW, WWE, we're all we're all connected in the wrestling world in some way or some shape or some form. And to act like they don't exist to each other is silly to me because there's so many intriguing possibilities. Granted, from a business perspective, I'm not on the levels to make any decisions like that or what to do because there is competition and you do want to, I don't know, maximize your profits and beat other people because it's a competitive market. But at the same time, if the whole industry grows from dabbling within each other, the avenue for stories raise, uh, it's intriguing and it's very cool. And it's like watching crossovers in the Marvel universe, perhaps. Is that a thing that just popped in my head? Yes, I had no intention of saying that. But, I mean, Avengers is going to be the biggest movie of all time for the rest of our lives, especially with movie theaters going on. And that's combined so many different worlds that do exist within the one. Wow, that's awesome. Sweet. Oh, I never thought I'd see these two guys interact and have a fight that nobody bleeds in and then they pummel each other for days, but then everything's fine afterwards and they're best friends. It's cool. It's unique. It draws interest. And then uh, with the fans connected with the narrative, I view that as just a small little niche I can create that is like supplemental content to whatever's happening in whatever wrestling federations, whether it's independent whether we use people from other companies or they're allowed to do it, they step in there, they can tell stories within that world and maybe help their characters. Even if a small minority of fans see it, the ones that do understand the characters are watching on the bigger platforms more or subliminally, they found themselves in some way that they can take that act to the bigger platforms and fans notice a change within them and they are... A better performer because of it in in the narrative you and any of that makes sense it sounded great. yes yes it did it sounded okay. great especially the marvel reference uh right. in the narrative you are i would, don't want to say candid but you definitely do mention the fact that you dealt with a debilitating injury which we now know is a concussion yeah and i mean you have told me personally that you know that you have suffered a few before and i, I don't want to single those people out or anything you can too if you want to bury them that's okay but um like, is that something that you had to kind of come to grips with uh, upon your return? Because from what I understand, you were you were cleared well before you could return or before you were let go. But, I mean, this is something that we know a lot more. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Now, even more so than when you were training, and I know that you got a few. Yeah. Uh... When I was called up in whatever, I guess it was the end of 2018, maybe early 2019, I suffered a second one within three months in NXT, but then there was a mass call up and I was part of that, but I was called up and I had it and it was kind of I'm like, oh, I'm getting called up and I'm injured. This sucks. Yeah. But I've always, anytime I've been injured physically, it wasn't how long do I need to rest to be healthy? It was how long do I need to get back? And so with that, it was the same thing. I'm just getting called up. This is all I've ever wanted in my life. This is the opportunity I've been waiting for. There's gotta be a purpose to this. I'm going to be ready. I run back. We know how the run goes. It's whatever. Uh, but then mid, mid 2019, maybe later, like July, I suffered another one, but I didn't notice I had it until it was kind of too late till one day I, showed up and I was just not myself fish white you know if I'm not tan something's wrong so I'm fish white I just feel awful someone mentions you don't look good and I kind of tell them that like this happened this happened hey do the test okay you're not cleared but this one took forever to get back because there's such a weird injury there's so speculative plus having a few uh they're harder to recover from so there was a nice five to six month period suffering this that uh as physically debilitating as it was it was more mentally debilitating and there was mental changes that were very hard to uh fathom they were very hard to overcome uh personal turmoil it's just like everything sucked and it was a change in personality and it wasn't great so eventually i got over that finally was able to be cleared and that was right before March uh maybe after Wrestlemania something will happen out instead the world's shutting down and you're fired okay that's fine uh but I haven't really did anything I didn't do anything to get back till after that so it's almost I don't know if I can do this still and the first time I wrestled was the original narrative so there were worries and apprehensions, especially because I'm not under the fine medical care of anybody anymore. I'm kind of on my own, but enough time has passed. I healed up. I did the proper things and uh, was okay. So, did, yeah. Did you see the speculation that, that I would see in tweets where they were like, oh, well, he's very clearly still got this because that's why he's doing cinematic matches. I saw those <laughs> everywhere. And then I was like, guys, he he worked in at Black Label Pro. He worked in 
Yeah. And uh, I think Texas, you did a match there that I actually sent you a message about. And you've you've done some stuff all over the place. Like you've done yeah. Honest to God wrestling matches. Yeah. The guy with the giant head. I remember that. <laughs> really hard to give him the deal. Wow, <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yes. But uh, <clears throat> I never saw too many of those that I'm like hiding behind that. And if you watch the narrative available on my website, www.freeec3.com and any social channel, I do it in one shot. Sort of like I was always inspired by those one take yeah. scenes like a 1917 or the Creed fights, <clears throat> excuse me. They had that one shot, like you got to get it right or you do it again. So I didn't see too much of that speculation, but I understand it because it makes sense. Another thing is that anything I wanted to do televised, I didn't want to give away too much till the world kind of situated itself, which it hasn't. So I also wanted to avoid wrestling in front of empty arenas and put that off as long as possible, which I didn't get to do, but I tried. Uh, uh, and I thought it would keep us building unique and different and special. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I get I get that 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 question, and I like the speculation. People are talking. People are asking questions. That's cool. I have an opinion. Let's let's talk about it. So there was there was a situation last year that I didn't get to talk to you much about. John Moxley bringing up your name in an interview okay. when you're being quite frankly, criminally misused. And you did a bit of a hat tip on Twitter. I mean, I don't think anybody expected to come out and bury the company that you were a part of, but it's one of those things where it's like, let somebody else give you the compliment so you don't have to yourself. And I mean, that's a pretty big frigging compliment having a guy who would, would go on to be AEW world champion for most of this year saying, I wanted to work with that guy. I think we could have done cool stuff together. And and he's sitting there saying, why isn't there more from this? Like, how, how does that feel for you going through what you were going through? Was that a little bit of validation? Was that like, see, motherfuckers, this is what I've been trying to say, or you guys are using me wrong? Or at that point, were, were you deflated? No, that helped a lot because I have such a high amount of respect for him and his work. And uh, it was... I guess validation is a good word that because I'm not going to be the guy that's going to complain on social media. I'm not going to be the guy that's, you know, whine, bitch and moan about anything. Like I'm going to try to handle it the best I can, or I'm going to do what I think is necessary to get out of it. Uh, I'm going to do what I can myself, but that helped. So the people that knew were like, Oh, this makes sense. Okay. And they, the people that, I just don't want people to think I wouldn't try or that I would relegate myself to being subpar because I would never do that ever. That's just not who I am. So that helped. And then, uh, yeah, I, that's it. Thank you, brother. But at the same time, I can't put too much like that's one man's opinion. And as much as I respect it, it's not going to do me any favors here. So I still have to put in the work here with whatever that may be regardless whether it matters or not doesn't uh but i was willing to try i mean and then seeing that like real fast the uh the mention of that 
means that there's a wide open facility to tell an amazing story with him down the road that is real, resonates, emotional, has moments. In theory, an EC3 deranged, shaved head, psycho boy who's lost it all could very well blame John for everything he experienced because of his deciding to leave the company, of his deciding to talk about me outside of it. If that means we wind up rolling around in glass and barbed wire and throwing each other off things and just beating the living shit out of each other for the entire world to see, hopefully a packed arena someday, that's really cool. Yeah, I think that's a good way to look at it because we see John Moxley doing that type of stuff. I mean, he and Eddie Kingston had had a history that, quite frankly, not nearly as many people knew about as they know about EC3 and John Moxley having history because he said it on his first post WWE interview. So I mean, I think there's there's very clearly a lot of meat on that bone right there. Yeah. Anytime I get super philosophical and uh, maybe creative and artisty and put up a self-created promo or self-created match or all these things, you got to love the one-track mind of a wrestling fan <laughs> because it's like, well, let's see what the comments say. Go to AEW. Yes. Oh, right. <laughs> Why? Uh, fight John Moxley. Okay, that's something I'm very interested in. Fight MJF. As opposed to seeing the art and the creation of it and the in-depth stories. You know, you get that sometimes and it's, I don't know if it's dissuading, maybe a little bit, but at the same time, that's what people want to see. Then that means there's box office to be made. When you got, when they told you that you were going to win that initial match against John Moxley, but it's going to be not ah, two minutes. Are you like, all right, this is happening. Some stuff is happening. Uh, he, at first I was like, really? And that was just right after he kind of <laughs> agreed to, uh, or he's, I'm, I'm not coming back. I'm not resigning. I'm like, well, I mean, that's fair. You know, you don't do the favor on the way out, but at the same time, I would like it to mean something. Mm-hmm. And I think down the road, it maybe could have led to something. And then there was one match. It was like a few minutes and it was a little finish. And then I thought for the, like, it would, progress into something that maybe I could have a star making moment in a real match against one of the top talents in the industry that he's on his way out. I'm on my way up, but didn't happen like that. So said that, that answer your question. I mean, sort of one week later they're I mean, they're retconning the whole thing. They're like, Matt, well, yeah, different result, four minutes. And it's, yeah, you wonder do you wonder, like, okay, are they just messing with him? Are they messing with me? Is that that anything that even hits your brainwave? Because I think well, why I didn't like go what the f-? is because oh, they think you might be a better off as a heel. I'm like, yeah, of course I am. Like, <laughs> yeah. it. good, good scouting report, does guys. Can, yeah, does that mean I can speak? Can I speak and? explain why I'm not a good person can tell the weather from what I hear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But I guess there were some apprehensions because uh, we had matches on the live events that were, I think they were sick on the card. They were good, solid matches. I was the protagonist. He was the antagonist, but 
He's had a seven-year run of incredible work that built his name up with a very loyal audience. And I was a new guy in yellow trunks with a muscular physique that uh, people were like, I want to see it. Like, yay him, boo this new guy. And that makes sense. I would do the same. And I believe on the third match of that loop we had, I think we we're in the middle of the match and it's just, it's, they're cheering him, they're booing me. And we kind of called the audible out there. Like, let me take over as the aggressor and the villain in this scenario. And let's give them what they want. You being cheered. And we pulled the, we did it in the middle of it. Like that's calling on the fly. That's reading the audience. That's what pros do. Uh, I guess it didn't, wasn't well received by somebody in charge or, misconstrued up the chain and then uh the rest is history but yeah it's still i mean it's still a good match that yeah i just showed why i should be a bad guy in this scenario and he showed this is why i fight and it was cool but and the live audience reacted accordingly which i think is the point of what we do Usually I save the finishing move talk for the end for a special segment, but you guys kind of shared a finishing move for a while. You all did a very similar move. He told me the reason that he stopped doing that is because a lot of times he'd run into some people that were a little bit too tall and they'd end up like taking it a little bit weirdly. Was there a reason you moved away from it? Was it just something that you wanted to keep in your back pocket? Yeah, I kept it in the back pocket, but I think I used it once in NXT and a... Like as a false just as a throwback. But I think going into the WWE, I didn't want to bring a move that they didn't let him do. Like, why am I going to do something? He's probably already went through this. So if he's not using it, there's a reason he's not using it. I can substitute that and find something else down the road. So that, that was the only reason. Uh, in fact, when I was in there, first coming in the NXT, they're like, yeah, then you can do your deal. And I'm like, ah, I do this deal instead because... I know it's going to get taken away eventually. So why even establish it if we're not going to run with it? What were you using in NXT? I can't remember. Was it the the TKO? Oh, the yeah TKO. Oh, that, that's I, a that's a Derek Bateman callback. Nikki Bella gave you that move. She did, yeah. And then it was also an EC3 falsy and impact in TNA days too. But it's cool. It's easy. I like to pretend that Nikki Bella passed it down to you, the rack attack. She just, I gift you this. You gave me a bag of change. Here is your new finishing maneuver. Well, thank you. How kind. By the way, (laughs) I I for sure did Quizzlemania a few months ago and wanted to flat out steal the idea that you and Daniel Bryan did with the Steve Blackman gimmick on the the uh, the newlywed game, basically. Like, you told me once upon a time you got heat for that? Yeah, probably. That's yeah, because... Well, I mean, they treat the entire show like a joke. So why not make a joke of being the joke? Yes. I figure it's better people laugh with you than at you. I don't like being laughed at. I like being laughed with. I'm entertaining. So yeah, we figured out a way around their era silly game <laughs> and it made the sh- it made the segment entertaining it made the show better but the fact that you know the control power mechanism needs to reestablish why they're in control hey yeah it 
you can be made fun of, but you can't make fun of us. Okay, hey, I'm, I'm just trying to stand out. That's what you tell me to do. That's a bully. That's yeah. what a bully does. I want to be different, and I would like to entertain the people that pay money to be there as opposed to sit there and be like, why am I watching this 45-minute atrocity unfold yeah. in front of me? I'm here, to, I'm here to see Edge and Randy Orton and John Cena. I'm not here to see this curly-haired idiot be put on the spot. So we're, things. we're 40 minutes into our third interview of the year, and there's still like a million things I could talk to you about. So we'll save some for when I inevitably hit you up in January and say, hey, let's yeah. do another interview. But I'll have a lot to talk about in January, so I don't think that's a bad idea. Yeah. So I've been doing a new segment. It's the opposite of shoots hard and it's shoots <laughs> softly where I ask people to say nice things about their contemporaries because there's a lot of negative wrestling news out there, right? There's so everything's so negative. I'm actually looking forward to shooting softly. And saying nice things about nice people, I think we could all use a little positive reinforcement. Yeah, first name, Mahabali Shara. (sighs) (sighs) You were excited for this. You were ready for it. He has a nice smile and a good heart. There we go. Uh, Brie Bella, we just mentioned Nikki. What about Brie? Oh, I'm Birdie B. I'm so happy for her and uh, Brian's success and family. And I just hope they're eternally happily ever after together forever. True love resonates with me. It's so nice to see. I may never find it, but the fact they have it, I respect that. And I encourage it. Congratulations you two on your lovely, lovely, lovely family and your lovely life together. And I hope you're happy. A guy that, that you had a match with, Sting. He's popped back up in Sting. AEW. Yeah, wow. I mean, I beat Sting, right? Yeah, you did. You beat Sting in I a few minutes, Sting. actually. No. <laughs> Combined, you have beaten John Moxley and Sting in about seven minutes. I should definitely be in a Hall of Fame somewhere based on the, those record-setting wins themselves. Sting's awesome. I mean, I grew up watching him. Uh, rarely is a chance to get to meet your idols, let alone work with your idols. I had that opportunity. Uh, even if what we did was brief on screen, what he did with me, talking to me in the back will always stick with me and was very encouraging and positive. And uh, I'm glad to see I mean, it's cool he can sh- like show up. And then I kind of modeled the EC3 that we see today after 97 sting in a way that, Hey, I don't need to wrestle for a year. I can just show up with a baseball bat and <laughs> say wild stuff and get into brawls. And that's cool too. No, but there's very, that ambiguity and uh, change in somebody. I kind of modeled like, I mean, surfer sting to crow sting. What a drastic change in a personality. And uh, I definitely wanted to model what I did after going so far this way to going so far that way. So a couple people that we did see you on screen with in WWE, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville. Oh, they're sweet as peach. I think the first words I got to say were to Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville on a uh, pre-tape before a show Yeah, backstage once. I wish I had more time to hang and get to know them as people, but they're uh, lovely 
inside and out. They're great people. That's from, I can tell. And, uh, you know, uh, if Dozer is after your heart, you must be a winner. And uh, Dozer's one of the sweetest, kindest, loving men of all time. And I just hope him and his peach meet together and also live happily ever after and have 22 children and raise an entire just litany of humanity and bless this world with their incredible genes together. I don't think people realize how good of an athlete Otis is. Like I would, Dude, I would, he's sick. I would pay attention Number, to those, those NXT combine stats. And I keep on seeing yeah. his name on like the weighted pull-ups. And I'm like, really? Damn, man. He's a, he's a beast. And when I mentioned people like, Oh God, I'd never fight them for real. Dozer. Shh, he's <laughs> right up there too. Holy hell. How about a guy named Rockstar Spud, also known as Drake Maverick? Ah, Drake, sweet little Spud. He is my best friend within the industry. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. Uh, I, what can I say about him that I haven't already said a million times? Love him like a brother because he is a brother. Uh, very happy that he's found happiness, and uh, he's doing a lot of things in his real life. I'm real encouraged by him, proud of him for. Uh, he's also totally rededicate himself in this like physical manifestation kind of thing that uh i myself have uh been the forefront of in wrestling like that's getting sickly lean and jacked the right way uh <laughs> he's no matter what he's there for you as a friend and a colleague and there's great character within him so his wife doing things too she just popped up on impact as well uh, she did yeah good for her which is good to see uh, last one, Braun Strowman. You all still friends? Do y'all have a falling out? What happened? Yeah. Oh no, we're pals. Uh, I think he called me today. But, uh, for some dirt. <laughs> so, <laughs> also physically, just manifesting himself into yes. another. Probably also on the long list of people. And, like, and God, physically manifesting him himself into Truth Commission Bull Buchanan, who we were just talking about recently. He's yeah. got the the Truth Commission gear. I didn't notice that. You're right. I was just so impressed with Bulby can that like scissor kick off the top rope. I, t I was like, when I was working out, I was watching. I was like, damn, that was sweet. Another underrated athlete, so, Bulby Cannon. They they had high hopes for yeah, him. Remember, he did that big jump to the top rope. Yep, turning clothesline thing. That was cool. Braun should do that. I used to be able to do it. Uh, five knee surgeries. I used to. Indy, <laughs> Indy, Michael. And be deviant did, <laughs> did, did, did do that. And I was seven inches shorter than Bull Buchanan. So it was more impressive coming out of him. My God, we appreciate you shooting softly on. <sighs> I like to softly shoot. It, it went a lot better than what it did with MJF. He just buried everybody. But I mean, I guess that's wow. to, to be expected. Hey, uh, commitment to who he is. Respect that. Yeah. I mean, why? Like, yeah, why would he say nice things about people? He's got his niche, and he's doing it well. So you've got final battle. I remember a guy like that once. <laughs> I think. Uh, reckon 2013 through 2017. Man. Handsome, young, brought in a gigantic bodyguard to watch his back. Kind of a real prick, but eventually he could show that he could fight. Yeah, entitled, spoiled. 
but like just sharp with the stick, real sharp. There's potential in that. A lot there is, it. there is. It seems to work pretty well. Uh, we had mentioned earlier, Ring of Honor final battle. You're facing Jay Briscoe. That's a hell of a match. And then, of course, Roosh yeah. Brody King, Jonathan Gresham, one of my favorite in-ring workers in the world. I watched this guy's tutorials, for the love of God, uh, taking on Flip Gordon, Dragon yeah. Lee, defending the television title. It's going to be a good time. Ring of Honor final battle, December 18th. And, of course, I want everybody to check out freeec3.com. If you're interested in a lot of this stuff that – that he was going in depth about. I mean, freeec3.com seems like the place to, to learn more, doesn't it? Oh uh, yeah. I need to get the Google number up. I don't know how to do that because if you Google EC3, it's just like articles of me getting fired. I'm like, I have this sweet ass website full of great content. I'll figure it out. Uh, if any social media people can help me with that, but yeah, you go to freeec3.com. You have wearable propaganda, which is all the Point merchandise. Down. I have the logo on. below you right now. I have the I have the I have the link below you. There you go, there you go. Your eyes on it. Yes, thank you for that. Uh, but also, like all the content uh, I've created independently, plus the majority of the content I've done with Impact and Ring of Honor, are in handy to place handy places you can read about them. And then you know, I'm writing possibly my description of this whole narrative story from beginning till about now, as I have time to write and uh i sent you some and maybe i'm hopefully i'm a yeah. decent enough writer that i kept your attention you did uh, i i wait. legitimately i was like was one of them from him one of them from uh i don't, I don't know if if i put his name out there but uh your buddy there i was like i was like did no. they each do one or but they were both very good they was very good thank you we'll see We'll see where they go even you, if they you were supposed to write for us once upon a time then you went and got yeah, signed so idiot what a dork maybe you should revisit that uh yeah but if you go to freec3.com you have all like independently shot promos and character creation things and i think too i get a lot of requests from aspiring pro wrestlers who want to join the narrative perhaps or ask me for advice so you might be seeing new people you may know you may not know pop up within there so interesting things could happen we're gonna put it out there we'll see yeah, I encourage people to check it out. When you go to the website, there, I, I happen to see a video down at the bottom of the page, and when you click on it, it's unlisted on YouTube, so you're not going to just scroll through YouTube and find it. You, you'll go to his website, and you'll see that particular cut. I still can't figure YouTube out, so it's just kind of like a hub to keep yeah. the stuff. I don't I don't know what I'm doing. But guys, make sure you check out freeec3.com. <laughs> EC3, thank you so much. You're always so generous with your time, and hopefully you will be yeah. next month, too. Yeah, I'll see you in January. What do you think? January 21st or something? Does that yeah. sound good? Yeah, January 21st. I don't know why. I have no reason why. Why? Is that the royal really date of the Royal reason. Rumble? Are you in the Royal Rumble EC3? Is it the Royal Rumble? I don't know. I don't think I they've don't officially announced it for reasons. But, okay. But, guys, until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.
Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save 